0: Hello and welcome to Blooming Curious, the podcast that's all about nurturing that natural curiosity in our earliest kids and students. I'm Edwina, your host from the Ed's Lessons blog, a passionate advocate for play and inquiry and on a mission to keep children curious and questioning. The days of talk and chalk are over. We're diving into the world of integrated inquiry and nature-based learning and exploring those strategies that create lifelong learners So if you're a classroom or homeschool educator or even a curious parent, then this is the place for you. Hey, are you providing opportunities for your children to explore and learn at home? Does your learning environment provide your children with opportunities to explore and wonder? A stimulating environment is one where children can explore on their own, browsing through books, playing with blocks, meandering through a garden or park, looking under rocks, playing with water, tinkering with a range of objects, or even mixing cake batter or dough. Children love to touch, browse, explore, and yes, even mess, so it makes sense that environments that children would find stimulating would give them plenty of opportunities to do just that. So how do we set up an environment that promotes inquiry? Our homes certainly don't need a playroom full of plastic toys to be stimulating, but they do need objects that encourage inquiry, curiosity and thinking. Children do not need lots of toys. They would be better with objects that lend themselves to lots of different opportunities for play and exploration. Having beautiful tactile objects that lend themselves to open-ended play and exploration will be the first step, in creating a space where children have an opportunity to play and explore and, as an added bonus, feel connected to nature. Objects from nature are multifaceted and versatile. They have different smells and textures and their use is only limited by the child's imagination. So these would be my top toys and and objects to encourage curiosity and inquiry. And I know some of them might not seem like toys, the toys should be open-ended. Toys should be something that stimulates our children's inquiry. How often have you bought a toy and the kid plays with it for it with um, five minutes and then discards it? That's because it doesn't give enough opportunity for curiosity and exploration. So these would be my top recommendations. Natural materials. Bring them in. And I know some of you are going to freak out and say, but what about the mess? Well, it's not about the mess, I'd say. It's about getting these kids to actually learn and be curious and asking questions and really stimulating those little minds. So things like bark, you know, they have so many beautiful different tactile textures. Seed pods, here in Australia, we have such interesting um, seed pods. Leaves, pine cones, small rocks, pebbles, flowers, sticks, shells, bits from the beach, the list is endless. And then when you take these objects that you've got and you display them on a beautiful low wooden shelf or on your coffee table in a lovely natural woven basket or in a wooden crate or bowl, it makes it very inviting and tactile experience for children. These objects can be used in a multitude of different ways, from creating a transient piece of art, which means like a little piece of work of art that doesn't stay forever and it, you know you can take it apart and make something new, to storytelling imaginative play, sorting and classifying those first fundamental mathematical concepts, building, counting, you get the idea. Lots of opportunities to do lots of different things. Magnifying glasses are another great thing to have because with those kids can go and explore all those natural items and of course the great outdoors when they're playing outside. Wooden blocks and shapes Everything from plain wooden blocks like those Jenga blocks, which you can use for play, obviously. But just for anything that the kids can use to build and explore and make shapes with. They love those things. And I remember having, you know, just a crate of these mismatched different types of wooden offcuts. I had them in my classroom in pre-primary and kids loved using them for all sorts of things and just adding them into their imaginative play and using them for counting and stacking and all sorts of things. Lego, what a beautiful thing. Um, Lego blocks are just an incredible thing that we can use in all sorts of different ways. It really helps kids' imagination. We can actually use them for mathematical concepts, um, recognizing colors, counting, Again, sorting and classification, and then, of course, figuring out and problem-solving creative ways to put them together to create amazing structures and wonderful creations. And then what about containers? Kids love containers for scooping sand in the sandpit or water in the bath, for exploring volume. Who would have guessed? So if you've got those old Tupperware containers before chucking them out, give it to your kids. They'd love them. Muffin pans, colanders, wooden bowls, plastic measuring jugs from your kitchen, all fun things for kids to have and play with in sand pits or even in the bath. Um, and then, of course, we have to have things that help kids to express themselves creatively. So having paper, I used to buy those rolls of paper from Ikea or even just, you know, um, paper after you've printed paper, use double-sided paper and um, Instead of throwing away old bits of paper that's only been printed on one side, use the other side. Kids love doing that and making little books and drawing pictures and whatever. So have lots of paper around. Watercolour paints, you get beautiful child-friendly non-toxic ones. Brushes of all shapes and sizes. Crayons, coloured pencils, Chalk of different thicknesses, age appropriate scissors, so important for those first creative projects and practicing those pre writing skills to help kids really strengthen those little muscles in their fingers and their hands. And then, of course, some beautifully made toys. I've always favored wooden toys for their warm and tactile nature, as well as beautifully crafted fabric or felt toys. My own boys were crazy about those plastic animals when they were little, as well as knights and castles. And we invested in beautiful Schleich brand. I think that's how you say it. It's a German brand, which have really stood the test of time. And they're now in storage waiting to be played with again by the next generation someday. So honestly, if you think about it, so often we buy... Um, some cheaper plastic things and kids play with them for five minutes and they're broken and they end up in the bin and then ultimately in landfill. But if you just buy less toys and really buy ones that are, you know, high quality ones that can be kept and then used again for future generations instead of just cheap ones that are going to break. And so often kids play with them for five minutes and they discard them anyway. So really thinking about the kinds of toys and their purpose when we're purchasing things for kids and finally books lots and lots of books non-fiction age appropriate text magazines picture books all beautifully displayed and within easy reach put them in baskets in your lounge room in their bedrooms everywhere you go so that kids can easily turn to books Um, and this of course is by no means an exhaustive list but it's a great place for you to start You can have a look at my Pinterest board for more ideas for creating spaces to promote inquiry and curiosity. I'll link my Pinterest board to the show notes. And of course, it doesn't end here. Once you have all these natural resources and objects that that encourage open-ended play and inquiry, then of course you need to provide children with the tools and the skills for inquiry learning. This sounds complicated, but it really isn't. And I bet you're already providing your kids with rich inquiry experiences without even realizing it. And one of the best things we can do for children to think and explore is to ask questions. I'll link to my um, e-guide, which includes a quick list of open-ended questions in the show notes. just To remind yourself of the types of questions you can ask, no matter how old the child is. Obviously, for very young toddlers, you may need to simplify your questioning to suit your child's developmental age. And I'll also link in the show notes a blog post about this topic. Um, and how you can support inquiry learning at home and the next steps to growing, curious, inquisitive children that love learning. So that's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure to click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if anything I've said today resonates with you or you think that my content is awesome, then please leave a review, which will really help me grow the show and help me to keep going. Thanks so much and be sure to visit me at bloomingcurious.com and listen out for the next episode next Tuesday. And remember, curiosity isn't just a trait, it's a superpower. So until next time, stay blooming curious.